So I want to um, offer some practice on uh, loving kindness. I appreciate uh, what JD was sharing earlier about um, stories that, um, yeah, the, the teaching stories that help to illuminate the heart. And I wanted to call um, these talk uh, the baked potato sutta. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, the, the learnings that can happen with within our day-to-day life. Seeing our wants, our not wants, our righteousness, and so forth. So, beautiful teaching. And I want to speak about, um, for a bit, in more of a reflective way, of um, how the loving-kindness meditation came about. And you can almost just consider it like a meditation. You just—I'm just going to share a little bit, and you can get a sense of the feeling of it. It helps to open up the heart. And one translation of metta, which is often translated as loving kindness or friendliness, another translation that I like is that which which softens the hardened heart. And so the metta practices came about, uh, you know, in what we know as loving kindness within the Buddhist tradition came about during the time of the of the Buddha, and there was a group of monastics that um, found a place um, to meditate in a very remote and very beautiful forest with what would appear to be perfect conditions. And so they planned for this long retreat in this remote forest. And they said farewell to the Buddha and, and off they went. And they arrived in this forest and it was just as beautiful as they had um, had heard about. And um, one of them had been there, but many were, had not been there. And it was just, just perfect in its settings and the temperature and just the, the quietness. You know, there is certain places that are, geographically speaking, that are quite amazing. And I know that uh, Mary Grace and I, we've, we've taught at this place called the Land of Medicine Buddha in Sokel. Some of you have been on some of the retreats that we've offered there. And I, perhaps I think JD's also been to, to Land of Medicine Buddha too. But within that area, there's this place called the Enchanted Forest. And... <laughs> That name suits it well. It It is, there's a particular part of this forest, and perhaps because of the geography, I like to call it uh, Jhana Central. It's like this place of developing deep concentration. It's just easy to to settle, to become still in this this geographic phenomena called the Enchanted Forest. It, it really deserves its name, this particular wooded area in the Redwood Forest. So perhaps these monastics went to another type of an enchanted forest and they took up their place and began to meditate. And unbeknownst to them, it actually truly was enchanted with a group of tree spirits that also lived there. These beautiful, luminous, 
very sweet-smelling, melodic voice, just very beautiful tree spirits that also lived in the forest, too, that the monastics were not aware of. Well, as the days and began, some weeks began to pass, the tree spirits at first were very happy with these monastics there. But then after a while, they began to feel a little annoyed because it was their forest. And so they decided that it was time for these monastics to leave. And so they began to do form little tricks, like the water pot would get filled and then all of a sudden it was poured over. The fire was lit up and then the fire was out. There was firewood gathered and then all of a sudden there wasn't any firewood. The floors, the forest paths were swept and then all of a sudden they were covered with leaves again. And the monastics would ask one another, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? And so forth. And no one had seen anything and they realized there was some type of mischief happening in this forest. They just acknowledged it and well, let's just continue on with our practice. And these tree spirits saw that they were not moving. They did not flee the forest. And so they decided that they had to take on more dire measures. And being that these were tree spirits and they had some magical powers, they could transform their beautiful, luminous, radiant appearances into very scary, ghastly-looking ones, and then rather emitting like a sweet smell like sandalwood, it was like a stinking stench. Rather than their voice being very melodic, it was screechy and howly, and they appeared in this way in front of the monastics and scared them. And they realized, oh my gosh, this forest is haunted, and they fled the forest. So they eventually came back to... Um, the Buddha, the community, the monastery, and the Buddha found out that they ha they had come back and asked them what had happened. And so they explained what had happened, and, and the Buddha said, well, I would like you to go back there, and I'm going to teach you practice that I want you to work with every step of the way back. It was the loving-kindness meditation. And I'm going to read some of the, from the Metta Sutta that really um, just speaks so much of this deep heart. And it's not only a sutta about love, teachings about love, but it's about how to live our life. And it goes on to say that this is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. So I love that right away. The, the Buddha is inviting. This is uh, what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Kind of similar to the Rahula Sutta where the Buddha is teaching Rahula about how to, how to be in the world with virtue. So the Buddha goes on to say, let them be able and upright and straightforward and gentle in speech. What a beautiful teaching. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech and humble and not conceited. Isn't that beautiful, humble and not conceited. Contented and easily satisfied and unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways. 
peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature, let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. I love that line. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Sometimes in my life, I I think about with my teachers, my Dharma teachers, would they give the thumbs up to something or maybe halfway or maybe down? Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove in wishing and gladness and in safety. May all beings be at ease. So beautiful. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, the medium, the short or the small, the seen and the unseen, those living near or far away, those born and yet to being born, may all beings be at ease. I, that, that's just amazing to me. Whether you're weak or strong, omitting none, the mighty, the medium, the short or small, the seen, the unseen, living near or far away, those born and yet to being born. If you're not even born, we got your back. It's so amazing to think that even before I was born, there was beings that were sending love to me. And those in the future were sending love to even those that have not yet been born. This is the powers of the love and kindness. May all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths. Outwards and unbounded and freed from hatred and ill will. So whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. And by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one having clarity of vision, being freed from all these wants and desires, is not born again into this world. This is why there's a Pali term called metta citta vimuti, the liberation of the mind and heart through loving kindness, because it dissolves the sense of selfishness and egocentricity and narcissism. Metta citta vimuti, the freedom of the mind and heart with loving kindness. And so each step of the way, these monastics, as they lifted their feet, moved them forward, placed them down, just cultivating this heart of loving kindness. So they walked towards as far as just, just um, so deep in the heart of this benevolence and great kindness. And soon enough, they could see the forest up ahead and the tree spirits looked out and saw these monastics coming back. And without even talking to one another, they were all outraged and instantly turned into even more scarier appearances and stinking stenches and 
voices that would break eardrums with screeches and howls, and they got ready to pounce on these monastics once and for all. Meanwhile, the monks, the monastics, just lifting, moving, placing, may all beings dwell with peace. So you can see the, the beginning to get closer and closer and the tension may be building in some level. But the monastics were so taken with this heart, that which softens the hardened heart, the, the energy of that goodwill gradually, like a, like a breeze, just entered into the forest. This breeze of loving kindness, that which softens the hardened heart. And it began to seep into the forest and the tree spirits began to experience this sense of benevolence, of great kindness. And without talking to one another, they again had these powers to instantly turn themselves back into their original form of luminous and radiant appearances with sweet-smelling body like sandalwood and beautiful melodic voices. And some began to sweep the forest paths Others gathered some firewood and lit a fire. Some got some water. And they greeted these monastics. They were so taken with that which softens the hardened heart of loving kindness. And it's wonderful with some of these stories that the tree spirits ask the monastics, can we practice with you? Can you teach us? And so they all practice together. And, um, you know, sometimes it's like a Grimm's fairy tale and they, they all got enlightened and they all lived happily ever after. May we never underestimate these powers of love. And so I trust you sensing into this field just by me sharing it with you. That is not, of course, owned by anyone. It's this field of benevolence. And I just want to invite you to just let yourself rest in it now. You don't have to do anything. It's like this sense of receiving these qualities of benevolence, of that which softens the hardened heart. Just inviting in to take rest. This loving kindness is boundless. So for these time together, just letting ourselves just take some rest. We don't have to get anything. We don't have to push anything away. Just as we are and perfectly perfect as we all are. And just taking some rest right now. Receiving, being held in this heart of loving kindness. It's very wonderful. Just can I allow myself just to be held, to receive, to take rest in this heart of benevolence, loving kindness.
Yeah, just letting it in and just taking some rest. Resting in this heart of benevolence, of goodwill. So again, this invitation just to take rest in it. There's nothing you have to change. Just allowing to take rest in this heart of goodwill. And you're welcome as well to invite in those that are near and dear to you since this love is so boundless. Plenty of room for those that are near and dear. Family or friends or community, may they too Experience some rest in the heart of this goodwill of loving kindness. To those that are near and dear along with you. And feeling free to invite in others, neighbors, acquaintances, work colleagues, whoever you like. This love and kindness is boundless and vast. Inviting in others. May they too take rest in this heart of goodwill.
And you're welcome, if you like, inviting in all of our fellow human beings, since this loving kindness is as vast as the universe, and just letting all our sentient beings take rest, those that live on or in the earth, those that live in the waters, and those that live mostly in the air, all human beings, all sentient things, may we all take some rest in the vastness of this loving kindness. And even inviting in with this vastness that this earth can rest in it and find its balance. As well as, of course, all of us. So may this earth take rest in this heart of loving kindness, in this solar system. This loving kindness is so incredibly vast, the whole universe can just rest in it as well. Resting in this heart of great kindness. All of us, all things, resting in the heart of loving kindness. And so just resting in the grace of this universe with its heart of loving kindness, may all beings here and everywhere experience the gateways into their hearts, growing with greater wisdom and compassion, resting in this heart of loving kindness.
Yeah, just receiving and resting in this heart of loving kindness. And as we come to an end of our practice tonight, the loving kindness, if there's anyone that you know that's going through a particularly hard time, just standing this goodwill as well for them. May they know healing, may they know peace. May we remember we are all in this together Some beautiful lines from Joy Harjo that says that we are all people and all people are you. You are this universe and this universe is you. May all beings dwell with peace.
is red earth, white earth, brown earth, black earth, white earth. We are all earth. May all beings dwell with peace. Thank you so much. And time for our um, possibly a baked potato. I don't know. And um, we'll be returning at 730 for the evening reflection. Thank you so much.